Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We gonna take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I am Iman Shumper here with my big brother Ari. Ari, gonna say what up to the people. What's going on, people? My name is Ari. Today, we got an mm. extra special guest to the show, former NFL wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the New England Patriots. Mm. Yeah. Academy Award winner. Yeah. Co-founder of uh, Status Pro. That's yep. right. Uh, NFL Network personality, the one and only. Okay. Andrew Hawkins. What's hey, going on? What's going on, man? How what's are you? Yeah. Yeah, you hit. Yeah, you hit. Yeah. You know, We give extra love. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of people in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have pom poms, but we don't do that. We don't do that. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, man. This is dope. We heard the man had his own podcast, man. I don't know if yeah, y'all yeah. was listening to Tomahawk. Is it Tomahawk? Tomahawk, yeah, yeah. Tomahawk, it. yeah. Um, I heard the man, you know, is comfortable already in this podcast setting, so this should be you know a good one for y'all, man. I appreciate that. I, need to, I use these same mics. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, yeah. uh, oh, these, these was same, yours. These are <laughs> <is> my mics. <laughs> and they canceled the show, so it's oh, really full circle. Yeah. But, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, nah, he got beef. <laughs> he got beef under the rep. Mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> the theme of today's episode is sky's the limit, man. When you think of this phrase, sky's the limit, what comes to your mind? I don't think the sky's the limit. I don't subscribe to that. I think it's beyond that. Man. You don't subscribe. No limits. He said, I don't There's subscribe no to that. I don't subscribe to that. No limits. Oh. Yeah. That's hard. I ain't gonna lie. That, I was not expecting that answer. Yeah, that was man, a good no one. No limits. So you'll go to space and do all that extra yeah. shit. All man. of that. I went you, past that. When you think of no limits, where does that mentality come from? Uh... I mean, I think it's out of necessity. I think it's like you gotta, you know, if you want if you want to be it, you gotta be able to zig when everybody zags. So it's like whatever the norm and thinking is, you know, I'm not saying you just go with some wild shit, but you do have to like consciously and intentionally think beyond that because people will put you in a box. People mm -hmm. will label you. Mm -hmm. They will tell you what's possible and not possible, and it's a way of thinking that almost is ingrained in all of us that in order to do something special, even if you know, whatever the height is you do reach, you got you to gotta be intentional about knowing that that's not the case. The other part is just like, you got to, it's a, it's, a, it's a muscle you got to like strengthen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm 5'7". I'm There's not a lot of 5'7 receivers in the NFL. When I was in there, I was like mm -hmm. the only one. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I spent my whole life knowing and not seeing nobody like me there being like, oh no, I could do that. With nothing else, nothing showing me that it was possible right. to do what I did at my size in the league. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a lonely place to be. But when, as y'all know, like when somebody doesn't believe in you or somebody tells you no early on, you got like two options. You can believe them or you cannot believe them. But when you not, when you, when you say to yourself, I'm not believing what somebody else tells me, then you become immune to it. So I've always been immune to what people say I can and can't do. Cause I, not that I think I'm smarter than them, but I, when it comes to me, I know me better than everybody. Yeah. Period. And I know what, like how my mind work and I know, I got a track record of doing what the hell I say I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's lonely in the sense of it's hard to get to take advice or it's hard to get guidance from people that don't ain't invested like the way you are in yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have to go no limits. Basically, also, it's no limit within the context of your ability. Exactly. You know what I'm that's saying? What, and that's the mindset I'm trying to get. That, like, that's, and that, people that's forget 100 that. That's 100% true. People fear. Like, oh, I could be a mind shepherd. No, you can't be a mind shepherd. They're fear. Like, it's not. Like, you have to first, you got to be player. Yeah, you got to be. Number. Normal. 373 <laughs> right. at the fucking showcase. Right. You right. got to be him first. You got to get there to be get number there. one. Then right. you got to dog some people that's yep. raw with some. Like, you got to do a lot Prove of shit yourself. before you get a name. Man. You, no yeah, doubt. your name, your mama gave you is one thing. Right, <laughs> but right, out right. here, out here in these streets. In these streets. <laughs> well, keeping it, keeping it on that, you know, like the struggle. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, take us through the story, you know, of getting to the NFL and being undrafted out of yeah. college. Yeah, so it was crazy. So I, I, you know, undrafted, not even picked. I tried for the Canadian Football League, the Arena Football League. And it was all like, oh, yeah, yo, you got to be. 
Oh, you wasn't in the Canadian Football League. You I, I ended up going to it, but after I got done with college, I didn't get picked up by nobody. I was actually went back to school. I was uh, coaching. I was like an intern with the Lions as a scout. I was working in a factory. I was working as a caddy. So I was living like a regular life, trying to get into trying to get back sports. In, Not even trying to get back in. I was just like, yo, I I can't go move back in with my mom. That ain't an option. So I'm trying to figure it out. And then um, a year after I got done with college. There was like a, I was watching Pardon the Interruption and there was a show that they said that Michael Irvin was going to take 12 uh, former football players off the street and give them a chance to sign a practice squad deal with the, the Cowboys. And so I went and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make an audition tape because I, I called first and they were like, yo, we're going to be in Dallas. We're going to be in LA. We're going to be in Miami. I was in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. I'm like, I ain't got no money to get there. Right. So I was like, what if I send an audition tape? They were like, oh, it's a long shot, but try it. So I did an audition tape and I sent 30 copies. I overnighted 10, a two-day mail 10, and I regular mail 10 because I was like, yo, they got to get this. To make a super long story short, I got on. They brought me out to LA, tried out like the, for the final 50. There was like 30,000 people that applied. So I made it onto the show. I balled on the show. Um, I should have won, but they was like, oh, we can't send no 5-7 receiver from a reality show to the Cowboys. And so I... They, they picked the other dude. So, but from there, I got a CFL contract. Went to the mm. CFL for a couple years. Made my own highlight tape. Was sending it out. Wow. You know, got back down to the league. Practice squad. Finally got in the game and bought out and then played for seven years. Speaking of all the, the yeah. odd jobs and the shit like yeah. that. Like, I, that, all of that. Like, just speak on how that kind of... I yeah. know it develops you as a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what does but, that do with your character? What is it that you kept in your mind Saying, you know okay, what? I'm not doing this. Now I got to shift over and make all this other mm-hmm. shit too. That I, I mean, honestly, that shit is traumatic, right? And you don't think about it probably when you're in the moment because you're just in survival mode, which mm-hmm. a lot of people who grew up in certain areas or certain ways, you have this kind of survival mode always in you. And I think where it, where it rears its head now is that the people around me will tell you like, like, yo, you got to be, you got to celebrate what you're doing or you're you not happy or why you, something happens and my mind don't even click to celebrate. It's mm-hmm. just... What's Always in work thing? mode because I never feel like I'm not removed from that. You know, because that was a tough time. I was living on my homie's couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He would have girls come over. I would have to go take a walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, nowhere to go. Like, I got to I gotta just get yeah, missing. Yeah, the Jeremy Lin story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, off the couch. Like, for real. I'm, I'm living on it. And I'm going in a caddy. They talking to me crazy on the golf course. You know what I'm saying? I got to eat that up because I need, I need this $15 mm-hmm. tip. You know what I'm saying? I'm ironing my clothes, selling it to Play-Doh's closet, cleaning my shoes. They giving me $15 for a brand new pair of Air Force Ones back then that was like, you know what I'm saying? So that, in my mind, you never feel that far removed. Like, I always feel like I'm a day away from being back there. And so when you ask what it does to your mind, I think it is the gift and the curse that continues to push me in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. But it also probably doesn't allow me to be able to live and enjoy the moments or the things that I've been able to succeed at so far. You know what I'm saying? Because survival mode Because I'm still in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Not just that it works for you, but it's like, that's all you know. That's all I know. That's that's how I am now. It's like, now I do want to actually like enjoy some shit. Mm -hmm. I actually be like, man, like I do want to sit back like how everybody else is feeling. Like I want to be real excited about going on a trip and actually have a good time, do all the things I want. And it's like, if I do that, knowing me, I'll be in the middle of that trip just thinking like, oh shit, this just, just being yep. worsome for no reason. Yep. Like, and yep. that's just how I'm wired. But at the same time, it's like you still you push people away essentially when you do shit like that. No, nah, or it, sure. you know it rubs yeah, people the go, wrong way. I ain't gonna you lie, you go rub me the fuck wrong. We go somewhere. <laughs> you sit here talking about oh, it's some shit for to go wrong. No, the fuck it ain't. <laughs> I don't want to think. See, that, but it, it really isn't. Meant to, and it's not something you can handle. Like you can't. Right. You can't control you it. You can't really. control it. Yeah. Like your mind just goes to the man. I don't want this to happen again. Right? That's mm-hmm. the trauma in it. It's like you've seen what the bottom looks like. And it's different because you know what it's like, too, trying to actually, like, get over the hump. But yeah, doing it, man. one, doing it the right way, and two, doing it the way everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you, you what you had a job in uh, college? Like, you only worked one other job. I mean, yeah. Other than that. But I'm just saying. I had a, I had a little uh, golf cart. I used to deliver yeah. stuff on campus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if y'all needed that paperwork, building the building. 
That was, that was me. Your boy. You know, he was a runner. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I was a runner, but I got them signatures on time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but on like, time. you actually did, you know, service jobs and yeah. you know, shit that you actually had. I said like my job wasn't real. Job. <laughs> I was no, filing no, no, no. I said, sir, like, no, I I'm saying service. Like that's not a service though. You don't have to deal with people's attitudes. I did. No, I'm I, saying I used to sit in the office and the but ladies. But you don't have to deal with people's attitudes for a tip. Oh no, yeah, I wouldn't. See what I mean? No there that. you go. Like yeah. that's a service job when your, you know, when your service oh, actually reflects copy, how much you get paid. Copy, copy. You know so you gotta, copy. I gotta be sit there while you disrespect me. Basically, just he's in at hopes, a golf course. So I'm in sure hopes in hopes that, that you that you yeah. lend me a twenty. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Man. So I mean, and again, as a as a as a as a grown man at the time, it at school it hurts. the ego and the football not there no more. It's like, yo, what am I doing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's what it. That's what it felt like. So, I mean, it was the best thing for me, you know, but it's still, it shit sucked to go through. You know what I mean? Given what you just said Uh, about coming up, you know, and making it to the NFL, what was the, uh, you know, your biggest highlight mm, uh, in your career thus far? Like, thus thus far or like in my playing career or everything? Oh, everything. Everything? If you want to do one from each, do one from your playing career and then one yeah. after playing because you got all right, a pretty so long I'm going to give you three, actually. Can I change? Okay, can I, yeah. can do your thing. Yeah, all right, so thing. three. There was one. Um, the man with the scully makes the rules. man with the scully makes the rules. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, when I played in the league, I wore a T-shirt, um, Justice for Tamir Rice and John Crawford. This is in 2014 before, like, you know, social justice wasn't really popping off like that. Um, this is around the... Uh, can't breathe mm-hmm. with like I think Derek Rose maybe wore a shirt or something, but then I had to sit up there and like talk about it. And I got crushed. I got like, you know, threatened by the police union, all this shit. And I I was scared to do that, but I felt like you know, like I told you, with the background I had, my goal was to play one game in the NFL. It wasn't to play seven years. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was finally able to get over the hump, and I'm in this, and I'm making money, and I was just like, yo, there's, I can't have been able to. God didn't bless me for this just so I can sit up here and be like, look at me, yo, I made it. So I did that, and that was like a very, I was scared as hell to do it, and I still did it, and I was very proud of myself. And then my playing career, that that was the moment that I'm most proud of in my whole career. Afterwards, there's two moments. Number one is um, here at Uninterrupted, we did a, a, a film called These Hands, um, and it's basically about showing young black kids that, expand your horizons outside of, you know, playing ball or, you know, acting or like entertainment, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what we was fed. Not to mm-hmm. say that's all we could have did. We wanted to do it, but it was like, because that's all we seen. That's what they showed us people like us could do. And so we did this film and I got to do it with my son, who I'm the dad, he's the son, even in the film. And to be able to do something that has so much meaning with my son, that was like, that's that's number, number one, like experience for me. Yeah. The number three is my company, like being able to, get this company off after, you know, being in a lab with it for 10 years or, you know, five to 10 years, me and my partner, like, that's, that's, uh, like, you know, I get chills thinking about like, damn, yeah. we really doing this. Coming from the, the being on the couch, mm, you know, yeah. selling my sneakers yeah. to this, that's where it's like, yo, that's, that's, that's dope. That's what special. You, what, when did you know you wanted to be a businessman as far as just like, yeah, I want to, I want to, get to the point where I don't have to depend on... Mm. Well, he went to school. You went to school uh, at Columbia Business yep. College. Well, right? I was in playing, league. right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's also, like, mm-hmm. they ask you what you want to major in. Right, like, right. You're, you're asked that 30 times. Like, yeah. People ask you every day, well, what do you want to study? What do you want to... It's a bunch of niggas that play <laughs> ball that just be like, yeah, give me something. Right. So he could have been like, give me this, learned it all, and been like, bro, I don't even want to do business. Right. I, I didn't know if it was one of them things where yeah, it's nah, like, bro, right. I don't know I if think, I... Because I, I, did, I did, what, science, technology, and culture, which is really, to me, a fancy name for communications. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm really more into the science of things or whatever, but I like to type things out. I really pick the major because I'm like, I like to do papers more than I like you to tell me A, B, or C is right. Right. Like, if you give me three answers and I feel like all the motherfuckers wrong, I'm the kid that comes to the class afterwards to argue with the professor. <laughs> like, I'm that guy. Right, right So right. it's like, I picked that. You want to debate. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to, like, when did your mind say, I think I get it and I know how to make money and I'm willing to put money behind an mm-hmm. idea. You know what I I'm saying? Like, it was the idea of, like, I don't like things being taken from me that I work for. And in mm-hmm. sports, as an athlete, you know, I come from a family athlete. My brother played, my dad played, cousins played, all of that. And I'm watching the 
the process of when people get done, mm -hmm. there's like no opportunity for you to kind of continue on that. It's like, oh, we done with you. And I didn't, I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? So my granddad, he, he did a lot of business. And so I would always kind of look up to him and he would always kind of give me game that way. But when I was playing, I, in college, I was like, yo, I'm trying to go to the league like everybody else. I want to be a first round draft mm, pick. Exactly. I want the cars. I want to, I want to be able to, you know, hit live and get a table and yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know? But it was like, after going through all of that, after I got done with college, I'm like, all right, you know, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Like, I'm not letting nobody take this from me. So all, everything I've, I'm doing now, when I do the media, anything, mm -hmm. like, I'm always thinking about it. Like, if I'm putting my time into it, I don't want somebody else to take it from me. I need to be in control of it. You know what I'm saying? I got, it's got to be where, because you decide, I, I, they don't like me no more. I can't feed my kids. I'm not, going, I'm not doing that no more. You know what I'm saying? So football was the same way. So when I was playing, mm -hmm. it was like, they're going to pull this rug from me at some point. At some point. So I'm going to make sure I do what I do to keep it. But at the same time, if they do it, I'm not going to be asked out again. I'm not right. going to... And don't be... I, I, I don't like the, the saltiness. Like, when people get salty about it. Because yeah. it's like, you got to understand... Like me, I understood business. Like, when they mm -hmm. wouldn't give me contracts and everybody was talking about my surgeries and all that, I'm like, though I don't like it, I feel like it's unfair. I get it. Right. It's I'm a businessman. I'm like, yeah, give me the kid that's healthy, that's 20 years old. It's and can jump the same height, and he actually can learn some new tricks. And he's probably cheaper. Yeah. You know? that I, that on a rookie con, a rookie scale or undrafted yeah. or whatever, I can just pick him up, and this man is 19, jump out the gym, mm -hmm. and I could teach him to be mine if I want to. Like, yep. that's what they thinking, and, and it's like, you can't hate it. You got to just, again, take the cards and be like, how am I running? <laughs> like, Yep, how do it. I continue to march? That's why I'm like listening to it, and I'm like, bro, that's my whole mentality. And it's got to be. Like, people be like, bro, you you not hooping no more? I'm like, no, nah, I still hoop. Like, I still, like, yep. I'm like, I can't turn off that I like basketball. I just, like, I'm, I'll be walking and just pull mm -hmm. up and hoop with y'all. Like, I, I love hoop, but I'm like, I'm going to take other opportunities because I'm the same way where I was nervous of that. Yeah. I'm like, y'all can't just be like, oh, yeah, the ball, ball's just going to stop bouncing. I'm like, what? Right. And that's why this is dope. Like, uninterrupted, the more than an athlete, that, yeah. I mean, that's what made me come here. Because I'm like, yo, that really, to your point, I seen the worst of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I seen what happens when people don't know that that's a message that they need to understand. And the dopest part was like, yo, Mav, I'm, I'm, I'm hounding him. I'm in the text. Like, yo, I just want to come intern. Meet me for a coffee. This is while I'm in the league. Mm -hmm. And he probably looking at me like, yo, this dude is crazy. Like, y'all 1 in 31. You need to be going Thinking around some football, right. You know what I'm saying? But he opened the doors, like, pulled the curtain back and was like, yo, come in. You can help here. But he showed me like, he didn't limit, like, my view into it. And it was the most important thing for my career because it's like, there's not many places you get to actually learn, right? Mm -hmm. Hands-on learning. But also it plays into what your point is, what you're passionate about of, like, mm -hmm. people going to look at you. There's people that's looking, young hoopers that's like, yo, look what Amon and, and, his, and his brother Ari is doing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and they're going to take it and take it to a new level. Exactly. And that's always what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me show that you can win the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity. That you're, you're, the ball is going to stop bouncing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. we all get old. It's a, sports is a marriage that's guaranteed to end the divorce. So what are you going to do in the moment to make sure you can keep going? You can use it or it can use you. There's no in-between. Right? And so that was my whole thing. Like, and I'm, I'm still trying to activate on that now. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a, that's a beautiful thing, especially being able to do it with a helmet. Yep. Like we talked about before, y'all are not as visible. Yeah. And um that's that's dope. I that that time when you you saying the injustice shit going on, mm -hmm. there was a time in Cleveland, dog, that I still you remember that when they was we was supposed to kneel and they we had a conversation oh, yeah, and as yeah, a yeah. team, they decided like we can't do that. So I just stayed in the back during, but I was mad as boy. I Yeah. <laughs> But I felt like that, like the 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 that nervous moment that you was talking about. Yeah. I hated how divided that feeling was. Mm. Like that tore me up. That we are in locker rooms, and this is something that's life or death. Mm. And there's guys that because of a contract complication or because of you know, uh, uh, injury history or something like that, guys are literally scared to stand with their heart. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. thinking about the decision. Like the, the league might be off me after this. And or, do you think that's bad though? That's my. Do you think that's the wrong way to do it? I just. It's just a scary. It's scary to think that we in a world where there's that much control. We're still talking about that that yeah. rug. You know what's wild? When I did it with me, it was supposed to be a bunch of us. Yeah, and that's what, and that's it was why supposed I, to be a bunch of us on my team and the other team. And when it came down, well, Bron I was said the only that. Bron was like, out. either we all do it or we all don't. And he was like, honestly, if you feel too upset in your heart, I'd rather y'all just stay in the back. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So he gave us like, he was like, I he just gave you don't. Out. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I understand the feeling, but it was just scary to see like, yeah. how do we have three, four different decisions to make? That's, I think, no, I that's think that's It was tweaking me out. It's interesting because everybody. Because like, everybody the got their own shit. And everybody, mm -hmm. like that feeling you describing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody yeah. felt it. But it was, it, but it's interesting because it's like now I'm getting it from your angle and it's like, no, nah, that's not how I felt, but I would feel that same way if oh, I yeah. was in your shoes. Like, yeah, I'd I was be mad like, as fuck that this is supposed to be the moment everybody's supposed to be unified. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm it like, seemed like just because of the moment, now everybody's getting divided all over again. Yeah, yeah, that's what was scary. It's like the shit that we're talking about coming together. Like, it's so easy for a nigga to hashtag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That hashtag yeah. was cool, but once Colin Kaepernick got in trouble for the shit, it was like, everybody was like, woo, we we no yeah. like we don't want to be part woo woo. It's, and I was just like, gee, that is scary as hell. It's deep. It it's gets deep. deep. It's deep, especially in the locker room, because I think we get, especially in football, like you get people from all over, like I said, my man. Because Mars wanna help. Right. And everybody wants to help and everybody wants to. And we so used to like always pushing towards the same goal. Like we come mm -hmm. from different worlds. We think different, but all of our same focus struggle. is always on if we win the championships, wins. And so we always align. And when these moments happen, it's like you start to see that like, oh, maybe we don't all don't think the same. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's and, I, and I don't, I don't argue with God. I didn't, I never fault anybody for not doing nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because to your point, like, Somebody don't want to go live back on the couch. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. They've they been through a lot. Their whole family is Leaning uncles, on them, waiting on them brothers. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't a decision just because I feel it in my heart. Right. Because your aunt who got to have her bills paid because she depending on you, she's not going to understand that when the lights get cut out, if that For is sure. the case, right? For so sure. I tell everyone like, yo, I would tell the guys that I told them in that moment, I'm like, yo, if you feel anything in your heart that you are nervous about this, do not do it. Mm -hmm. Do not feel pressure. And even when everyone started nailing, it was the same thing because I understand the importance of being able to speak out. And because it's okay with me, I don't know what your situation is. Right. And I know I'm going to be all right. And especially in the moment when I did it, I was on the other side of my big deal. Yeah. So they, if they would have cut me in that moment, like which is the worst case, right? I would have been like, I, I, yeah. I got my money coming in. And I know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to start this company. I'm trying to do these things. Everybody's situation was different. Wasn't like that. And it don't, you don't get to the NBA in two years. Like you played college or you played... That oh, no, thing starts with you seven, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people involved in that. There's uncles and there's moms and there's aunts and there's grandmas. And that takes a 20-year process that people in the public being like, oh, you should have went and kneeled. No, it's not that easy. And you don't get What's all the other you? things that got to be considered what, when making these decisions. But that's what was scary. It was yes. like, bro, the fact that all of that happened and like we were saying, we're thinking, boom, this happens. The NBA understands. They should have sent out a fucking memorandum. Everybody kneel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what blew me. I'm yeah. like, what's bigger? Mm. That's what that's what blew me. And I and I put a lot of pressure on like guys and didn't like it was crazy when you said it. Like I was like getting a different perspective. Like he said, I was seeing the other yeah. side when it was like, damn, life hit again, where you like, this guy's got this situation. Yep. This guy's got this situation. This guy's dad is a police officer. Or, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. This guy's yeah. married to a police mm -hmm. officer. Like, it's all type of shit that start yeah. coming up and you start realizing, damn. Life is bigger than how you view it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Nah, that's real. That's real. How do you feel like they've done in handling the race and social injustice? You know what I'm saying? I think it was like, you in this moment where it came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? For athletes, for, for everybody. Like, I remember in, you know, the 2014 with the I Can't Breathe, the Trayvon mm -hmm. Martin, and it was like, yo, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? Then the videos, you know, internet had been around for a long time and the videos weren't circulating like they, mm -hmm. they started in that moment. And so, to your point, people started just doing what they felt like in their heart in the moment was to do. And sometimes that had a plan to it. 
Sometimes it didn't. And as it as you go on, and especially as it pertains to the league, I remember being in the locker room and having them conversations with everybody, and everybody didn't agree mm-hmm. that that was the thing. Like, when I wore the T-shirt, and I didn't tell nobody. I wasn't like, the people that was supposed to do it with me knew. I didn't tell my coaches. I didn't tell the GM. I mm-hmm. didn't tell the owner. I didn't tell, you know what I'm saying? There were some teammates that was looking at me crazy because they completely disagreed. As a matter of fact, that's how me and Joe Thomas started our podcast because our really kind of first in-depth conversation, we sat down at the lunch table after that and we hadn't really talked. And he was like, walk me through what your, what your thought process was. And so I went through it and then he gave his perspective. And then I gave my perspective. And we sat there for like an hour going like, not combative. It was like, oh yeah, I get that. Real oh, okay, I, I didn't think about it that way. Well, what about this? And I'm like, well, I think it this way. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. You know what I'm saying? And from there, it was like, we started having those discussions from then on out. And that's why we got to the point where podcast. But I'm saying all that to say, from the league perspective and how teams, like, everybody's response was different. Mm-hmm. I thought my, my ownership of, my, of the Browns was going to be pissed. And they kind of pulled me aside and was like, yo, we respect you. And that's what it was. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, they didn't have a problem. Nah, it wasn't like, no, no, yo, come down. They actually came out with a statement and said, we allow our, our players, you know, they have their own opinions and we allow them to do that. Right. And again, behind the scenes, they was like, yo, we respect you. Like, it doesn't matter. They didn't come. It's not like, oh, whether we agree with you or not. Right, they still We respect you, you in the way that right. you go about it, right? I didn't, I didn't expect that. And that was, again, a benefit that I had that I don't think every player or every team... That you were able to communicate it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like, everybody didn't have, have that. And so, I think it became so big that, you know, like, everybody then started to have to figure out, quote-unquote, what their, what their plan is. Now, See, I think that's why we, we was happy that... I'm happy now that, mm-hmm. Bron, that Bron stepped in to actually ask everybody what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. By doing that, it, it just controlled the circus that would have happened. Because right. if one person, like, if you'd have left it to me and Kyrie young ass at that time... Right, right, right. You the deal. We'd have all did whatever was in our heart mm-hmm. and just been like, bro, whatever deal with it, we'll take it. Like, right. it'll bring more attention and then we'll have more of a conversation, so let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like, we was just like, all right, cool, bring it. Like, yep. that's what we was on. We was just fed up in that type of moment, mm-hmm. in that type of energy. And I was in a young headspace where I probably couldn't have handled the conversation. Like, I was, I was very emotional in that time. Really, we learned a lot within the last two years just about, you know, mm-hmm. having those uncomfortable... You know, yeah. talks about race and, you mm-hmm. know, even like sexism and, you know, what's yeah. going on in the NBA and shit like that. It's like, now we're having those conversations and we got podcasts to get them from different perspectives. Like, now you can get it from a GM perspective. Now yeah. you can get it yeah. from a president perspective. Now you got owners who are right. talking Business about owners shit. and shit. There you go. You know so what I'm saying? Like, it's all full of Video circle. game creators and shit. Man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah, let's get to you that. know what I'm saying? You, uh, got, you got innovators, talk a man. Little, talk a little about like Status uh, Pro yeah. and the partnership with the NFL. Yeah, so Status Pro is a, a sports tech and gaming company. And we make essentially 3D simulations in VR. Actually, any, any output. But basically, we can take the data that NFL players, every NFL player wears a chip in their shoulder pad. Mm-hmm. And it tells you where, they, where they're at on the field at any given time, mm-hmm. right? So think about it as like a bunch of lines. If I run a slant, it's a line. We can take that data and recreate a 3D play, like a Madden play, right? Or like, you know, virtual characters. And we were doing that um, with the training product mm-hmm. first. So teams would use that and we could say, hey, here's what the Packers did last week, Bears. Check this out. Now your players, could, we could put it on a big wall and they can see exactly how the safety is going to blitz, exactly how the, the D-line is going to line up or whatever. And we put in a headset too, um, an AR headset or a VR headset. And players would get in it and they like, was like, yo, this is fun. They like, mm. It was like basically virtual film. And we're like, yo, if a player who's doing football all day long, and again, I can tell you, that ain't fun, right? Like it's, it's work. You're working. You're watching mm-hmm. film and all this stuff. If they putting this on and they having fun, imagine what a fan is going to think who has never seen the game from this perspective. And so... For the last three years, we was like, yo, man, let's... Oh, wait. So this was literally for training. Yeah, yeah. It started mm-hmm. off for training. Yep. So you was just trying to get a quick little deal with the NFL. Like, yo, we going to do this. It was like, we was doing it with teams. And me and my co-founder met in 20, I think, 17, 16 or 17 on some, like, I was doing it, like, while I was in the league. It's why I went back to Columbia. Because I was like, yo, I got this idea for a company. And essentially, my older brother played in the league. Mm-hmm. When he got done, he wanted to go into coaching. Mm-hmm. And they told him, you don't have enough experience. I'm like, okay, cool. You don't have enough experience, but that's crazy. You can be the 1% of the 1% that make it to a certain height, and then you don't have enough experience to actually 
affect that industry uh-huh. no more. And so I started building something and I'm like, well, how do I make the fact that you actually did something the value? And so in that scenario, I'm like, it'd be dope if you had an app where he could give feedback, advice, mentorship to people that want to be in his shoes. Because someone who wants to play in the league as a DB, they're not going to tell my brother you don't have enough experience. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell him, oh, like, oh, you don't got enough experience to give me the game, all the game of the years of knowledge you got about the league and basketball. Somebody could value that and monetize it. So I was building that. And my partner, Troy, he was working for a training company that he was trying to do the same thing. He was trying to take the AR, VR technology in the training. And so that's where we connected. And it's like, oh, we know the game. We know how coaches think. We know how front office think. We know how all these things around the game, we're trying to use the value, what we're experts at, mm-hmm. to affect it. And then it basically went into gaming where we're like, yo, the same way I can tell you about what it's like on a field, like anybody, I can show you better than I could tell you. Right. So what if we have something we can literally drop you in there and now you can see what it's like to play quarterback in the NFL. And so started off in training. Last three years, we're like, we want to do this. And we didn't think we were going to get an NFL partnership. We had a startup. The only other video game that you really have you can play is Madden. Mm-hmm. And like, we're like, yo, there's no way they're going to give it to us. So we're going to keep developing it. You know, we got the NFLPA involved. We got player rights. Um, and we're just like, yo, maybe in three, four years when we show mm-hmm. that this is dope and that people like it, they'll consider us. To make a long story short, we started having those conversations. And like I said, the, the no limits thing, me and my partner was like, yo, if we're going to do this, we made a decision at that moment. Like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it as big as we can. So we ain't, we ain't putting this out right. until we get the NFL rights. And so it took like three years of conversations, two, three years of conversations to convince, to build the team, to build the tech to build the, the trust from the platforms, like the Metas and the Sonys mm. and, and all these things, because you're going into a completely new arena that on, on the surface of your, your resume, you running receiver routes don't qualify you to build a video game in a technology company. So we had to show and prove, put the time in, man. And yeah, here we are. Here we are now. We're the number one VR game in the world for two weeks running. Listening to him say that, I'm like, damn, bro. All the times that... I'm sitting here thinking like, bro, what about the times that I'm just injured and I can't practice all week? Yeah. But I really do need to, I need reps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. There go my reps. That's it. Like, like there, there's like, that's why I'm thinking about it. I'm like, bro, it's so many times that I'm trying to explain something to a kid and they just can't get it or they need extra reps, but they need rest also on their body. Yes. So it's like, what if they could just literally put these, this headset on and they're literally seeing, like he said, it's yeah. a visual thing of being able to say, boom, I'm here. I'm second help and understanding the rotations yep. and seeing where people go. So it's like, and I don't know if they got it. chips on us and shit. Yeah. I don't know if we got chips in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know. You put a chip on Steph Curry if you want to, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they track, they track them somehow. They, track they them. had a, uh, yeah, yeah, on the they, shock, no, I'm saying, on the tracker. shock tracker, yeah, they got the actual route they take and it's mm-hmm. damn near precise. Yep. Back to what we was talking about with the no limits. Uh, mm-hmm. What made you feel like you had a right to win in the tech space? Um, like, what made you feel like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to do a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, because I was an expert at what I was talking about. What made you feel like that? Because... Is that the Kanye the mentality? Space, it's not the Kanye mentality, but it is like... You know, everyone thinks... Like, like tech is scary mm-hmm. to people, right? Like, oh, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a this. I'm not a that. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, we doing something that I am the de facto expert at. Like, nobody here can tell me what it's like on the NFL field because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know what the mindset is. I come from a, a lineage of people that have been there. And so, in anything, if I'm the expert at something, that's the beauty of tech. If you have an expertise and you can figure out an output in tech, you have a chance to win. And so, I wasn't going in there trying to code myself. I wasn't going in there, you know, trying to put us on Mars. I don't know shit about Mars. I don't know how to get to space. You know, you talk about, you don't even think it's real. I don't, I can't explain to you why it's real or not. It's not my area, you know? But when it comes to on a football field, we're doing an output. Where we're trying to get somebody through an experience of what it's like. And I can go in there and say, this is wrong. This is right. Mm. Definitively. This isn't an opinion. This isn't a, you know, well, I think, no, I've been there. I know what that feels like. You know, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I know what it's like going across the middle. Yeah, I yeah. understand those things. And so that's why I felt like it wasn't so much about me thinking I could win in tech. This is another output of my expertise. This is mm. my experience. And I think everybody's experience 
is what makes them experts. I don't listen to people. It's that use use them or they use you mentality. Yeah, you know I've been there. This is what I know. You so can't. I'm, use you can't my... I'm qualified here. If I'm not qualified nowhere else, I'm qualified here. I don't listen to people that haven't done the thing that they're an expert at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because now there's a there's a there's a hole. There's a hole in what you're talking there's about. A gap. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And you've had coaches. Like, and again, not, you could be a great coach that never done something. But you got to put the time in. Oh, no, but there's that moment it. where the coach and the player get into it. Every time. Because it's not, it's it's like, yo, just in and out of them. You ever tried to get off on Jalen Ramsey? It's not so easy just to use. <laughs> I'm telling you, this man is mad. He's over here he like a maniac. <laughs> he is not, it's not. Hawk over here I on know the sidelines doing like this to you know all the coaches. Like, God damn. They're like, oh, just, you know, you, you got to <laughs> settle outside. Too. I'm like, yo, Richard Sherman, oh, does right. not try to, he's not oh trying to hear God. what you're talking about. Oh it's not God. that easy. You know it's what I'm like saying? It's like when, so, uh, when Dan Tony threw his hands up and looked at me when Kobe was getting off. I'm like, boy, if you don't <laughs> exactly. know Like, yo, just force some, like what? You go force Kobe left. Man, Mike Dan Tony, that man just threw it off the glass and passed that bitch to the corner. On a man, go on, so <laughs> like go playing with me. The man stepped through a trap, threw it off the glass. I was, I saw to the corner, the pal, knock it down. Like, bro, you, I swear, he talking about <laughs> <laughs> coach. What you mean? You ever got out here, no. coach? Go put him on and yeah. can show me you can do this. Like, show that, me somebody, man. show me that. Yes, yeah, you got somebody to do it. Don't show me the footage of somebody doing that when that man's doing that and no. I'm, I'm no. with it, man. No. Or show me something that you can do that. Right. But when right. you demand it out of me, like, you got to be able to do it. Like, I used to like when coaches do that. Like, they'd get out there and bust a move. Mm -hmm. D-Fish, shout out to D-Fish. He used to do it. Coach Wilson used to, Mike Woody used to do it. He'll just get out there and just, uh, oh, right. I'm like, oh, okay. I see you. Now I could, <laughs> nah, you know, I could put it in my head that maybe I maybe I should be doing a little something right. that you should be doing. But what do you go out there and do that and then pull a shot and try and shoot a shot? Nah, for real. I and used you to could, just strip him every once You could around. also be there, like, you you could have not have done it, but know it. But that takes an extra amount of, like, expertise, expertise and time you put into it. Like, Belichick is the best coach, not because he played in the NFL. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who studies it like him. He puts the amount of time in that it don't matter if you play. You ain't out coaching Belichick. Yeah. He knows. He's he a football it. time, too. He's got you know? a timeless, he has, like, a timeless uh, blueprint yep. for how he attacks. He knows like, it. It's, it's like you kind of know it's coming and you can't stop it. That's He's an expert at what he does, which is the, the beauty when you to even bring it back full circle. I was an expert at what we're doing. The ultimate goals in the business world. What are they? Ultimate goals in the business world. Um, damn, that's a good one. I, I probably should have a better answer prepared there. I don't have one. Um, we just, I'm just going, man. Now it's like I, I really do just want to like continue just to break. That's why I was asking. I was asking because it seems like your goal was to get a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was my... Now it's probably like, oh, best video, cool. Let's just keep going. That's what I'm saying. I just didn't know if you were setting these short terms or if yeah. you just pushing. Yeah, I'm just pushing, man. I think it's just I want to, I want to, I, I like to to turn stuff on his head of like, I mean, you know, you've been stereotyped as an athlete or mm -hmm. you know where you come from and what you can't do, and it's like I want to, I want to try to do that other way. So even with my company, there's like 47 of my team. I got an incredible team at Status Pro. 47 of the 47. You got 47 people on you? 47 people. You employ 47 people? Yeah. Yeah, on the team. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Give him some applause, man. That man <laughs> employed 47 people. Creating man. jobs. Yeah, man. Creating jobs and opportunity for people, But it's man. them. It's them. It's like, yo, that's a that's a responsibility that they like, yo, mm -hmm. we trust you. Enough. And your part, my partner, Troy, shout out to Status Pro TJ. But awesome. Like, we trust you guys to put us in these, you know, scenarios and situations and opportunities to win. And we got, of that, 24 are former college athletes. Mm -hmm. So we got former mm -hmm. softball players, volleyball players, basketball players, football players that are also engineers that went to school and said, you know what, I want to do computer science or marketing or what have you. And a dual experience. And I want to show like, yo, that makes, that gives us an advantage mm -hmm. because we're building sports experiences from athletes' eyes. So they have an expertise in engineering and that. And then we got the people from EA Sports and um, that have been at like 2Ks and all these, that have built sports games in their careers and now they're the experts there. We've been able to bring them into a room. And the whole idea was like, yo, if you bring all the experts and you don't, you know, push out anybody who has an expertise that is valuable, you could build something new and cool. And that's what we've been doing. So yeah. I want to keep building that. And hopefully I get to a, a, a spot where, you know, even the young Amon and Ari's is like, yo, that's a dope company. I love well, hoops and I love, let's, I'm going to go do it here. You well, know done. what I'm saying? So, I'm going to buy the game. 
Oh, that's love, man. man oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to see what it's talking what about. What platform? I ain't, I ain't so, virtual reality. It's yeah, dope. What platforms? Uh, we on the uh, Oculus Quest um, and uh, PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah. That's all Oculus you have to say. Quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother VR system. I yeah. got an Oculus. You, you have an Oculus? Oculus? Yeah. Yeah, but what's the... That's the should... name of the system. I Oculus think I got Quest. It's not a... Uh, you might have an older Oculus one. Oculus. You might have an older one. There's an Oculus Quest 1 and 2. There's an Oculus Rift. Which is the older one? I think they got the Oculus Three. I gotta see if it's on there. If not, I'll go get yeah, it, yeah, whatever yeah. one I need to play. Yeah. Or can I get a PlayStation VR? Does it it's go on my PS Five? Yeah, the PlayStation is easy. It connects mm-hmm. to the PS Five. Okay, mm-hmm. I need that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you you on PS Five? I'm, I'm oh, on the yeah. PS PS VR, not the PS Five yet. But PS4. Yeah, it's still it's on the four. PS Four. It hasn't converted. They're gonna do a whole nother. Okay. Yeah, he's doing his research, see? Yeah, he's a game here. He's a game house. He know. Okay. Video games, comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going to rock with it then. He get, he looking like... And then we're going to do that. Like, he... This, this is comic this a business. Book, comic book man over <laughs> here. For you, Hulk, having black kids, what's the lessons that you have to instill in your kids, especially you still got a son? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not as fortunate yet to have a son. I got twin daughters too, so I'm a, I'm a girl dad. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm girl dadded up. I'm just, yeah, yeah. when we talk about the injustices being black in America, mm-hmm. uh, not to say it's not as hard on a, a female. Right. I'm just saying, I know that son conversations. Yeah. How, what age do you do it? Like how, like. Damn, yeah, that's. Or talk, just talk about tough. the differences. I think when stuff started like, you know, the 2020 is where, you know, he eight years old at that age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's where it was like, okay, we got to really start to have some of these conversations. But it is funny because beyond the fact, like, you know, you talked about the difference between, you know, a little, a young black boy and a young black girl. Mm-hmm. But then also he's growing up in a different environment than I am, that mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have, like we didn't have much growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not his reality. You know, so he's going to have access to certain schools, certain areas. Now, that right. doesn't rid him of, you know, mm-hmm. the potential things that could come to him. So, yeah, you got to have a conversation. But it's even, I feel like even as a man, like, I'm I'm still trying to find a nuance in, like, you know, what my reality was ain't your reality. You know what I'm saying? So I started having those conversations when he was eight, kind of like when 2020 kind of all went off and you couldn't really get away from it, right? Yeah. It was not a, it wasn't just something that was on social media or the adult mm-hmm. shows. Had on Nickelodeon, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's everywhere. Now they asking certain questions. I remember the first, the first moment, um, that he it kind of like because I don't, you know, it's like this balance of like giving him information, but, but not want crippling him, him yeah. not thinking that this is a thing. You know what I mean? Like yo, it's like I also want to shield you. From- I want to shield you from it. I want you to also be able to to know and feel you could walk into any room or any. And you you are it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I give you the history, like when I was a kid, I got the history and it made me think like, oh, oh, we must not be. And that wasn't the case. That wasn't the reality. Yeah. But it was the way it came to me. I didn't know any better. So I'm trying to shield him from that. But I showed him, uh, remember the Titans? The movie. Love that mm-hmm. movie. One Great one. movie, right? And I'm like, yo, he loved, I mean, he a football, biggest football head I ever met. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, he going love this. I give it to him, bro. This man hated that movie. He was like six or seven. But I didn't, it didn't dawn on me like, you don't know none of these themes. You don't know why the black and white kids can't play together. You don't know why they treating the black people bad. He and he was like, know. yo, don't he, ever show me that movie. You <laughs> don't even know the song. And I wasn't even right, thinking. Don't know I'm, the song. I'm just like, yo, you going to love a football. This is a great, it's my favorite movie of all time. It was like, because it was like his first moment of like, knowing what race was. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they didn't want him to play just because he had skin like ours? That's that's how my son is. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It didn't make stupid. sense to yeah, him. It's legit to them. It's legit stupid. Like, it makes it no dumb. sense. Yeah. Like, they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, like is it wait, made up? What? Yeah. That's how he looks at shit. And, you know, wow. and, and he's exposed to like, wait a minute. They said we couldn't play football good. That's not his reality or basketball. He like, we raw as hell. Like, wait a minute. They ain't never seen Amon Shumper play. Yeah, I get what you saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. It did, it, he hated it, you know? But it was like, <laughs> and that was the moment where it started to click for me. Like, oh, yo, I got to make sure I got to come with a game plan mm-hmm. of how we going to do this. And to be Damn. honest, with dad, I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The world going to show him at some page. That but is the best thing. I ain't an expert. You know, I'm figuring it out. You know what I mean? And honestly, we all I f- figuring it out. That's what we I feel like. all winging it. But I feel like <laughs> that's a, that's like a shock, especially like for black, especially black fathers. Like when you get mm-hmm. to a point where it's like, 
now your kids are so far removed from what you already yeah. know and what you're rooted in, you kind of have to re-explain all of yeah. this and kind of recondition them to everything you know just so you're not just barking down at them about shit they don't know nothing about. Yeah. Right? Like, I always right. tell my son, like, man, like, when he got papers and shit to write, I'm just like, bro, you all, all y'all got to do is go home, you get on your phone, you can get on the internet and get mm -hmm. all the information you need. Right. And don't have to leave the living room. He's like, yeah, duh. Yeah, and he was just looking at me like, what the fuck are you like, talking about? Yeah, and I'm like, no, bro, you don't understand. When I had a book report... <laughs> you gotta go to the library. You gotta go to the library. You gotta, you gotta find the right book. You there gotta you turn, go. like, find the right You chapter. gotta read the motherfucker. You gotta read it to yeah. know where it's at. Then you gotta take notes. Then you gotta do this. And that's a whole day. And I'm like, don't have them cite your shit and make sure you gotta have uh, yep. resources. And you gotta look at the fish machine. He like, what the fuck is... Like, what is that? I'm like, it's a big-ass machine with a big-ass screen. And you look up old newspaper articles on it. He was just like... Why would what? you do that? He was just like, why would you do that when you could? Right. And I'm like, man, this is fucked up. Like, it's super different fucked life. up. It's, a he don't, life. It's, it's so quick, he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't really have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And no, it really, crazy, and it, it bothers me. Well, it bothered me up until that point because then I didn't understand, like, he's disconnected. Yep. It's not that he's just shaming it or being like, why didn't y'all just do this? Or that's stupid. He doesn't really understand it because he sense. never had to deal with it. Yep. It's crazy. I, uh, Junie... And she's so smart. She she understands, like, when people slight, like, she sees videos on TikTok and she tries to, like, understand it. Uh -huh. And I'm where you are, where I'm like, this is a little girl. Is she supposed to... Right. Am I supposed to, yeah. like, tell her? So I, like, try and give her moments to, like... I'm like, I want to walk you in the door, but I kind of don't want to say something because it's that shit that you say where it's like, she's not... A seven-year-old boy mm -hmm. in Oak Park dribbling a basketball, looking right. like how I was looking. Like yep. she just not that. Like mm -hmm. that. I don't. I don't think they're gonna do. Like we don't even. I was thinking about this. I'm like, bro, think about how young we were, walking around the neighborhood dolo. Yeah. Like we yeah. was on bikes, no phone. I be feeling like, am I? Am I? Crippling am I do? Kid? Am I crippling them? Because I was out. Gee, I was I, seven, eight, and boy, out and about. Eight in the morning, my, my friends was knocking. Do, 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 do. Hey, yo, Mr. Shumpert, get it. All right. But Brand it also wasn't a problem to go somewhere that they knew we knew how to get to and all yeah. of that. So it was different. Bro, it's Not the No, no, no. No, I'm saying, but that's the thing. Back then, we didn't have phones. We didn't have all this shit to rely on to be like, yo, he's in trouble. He's not answering his phone. Right. All right. But they, it was probably just as dangerous, though. But oh yeah, yeah. It was dangerous more dangerous. You thinking yeah, about. Was, Wait, that's what I'm saying. Like you had me riding my. I was ride. I was trusted to ride my bike at seven. As long as I stayed within these two, yeah. three blocks, yeah. I'm allowed to ride my bike. It could. I could get hit by a car. I could. It's all type of stuff. But like it's like grip you up. Take these you. days, these days, I won't even let Junie them leave the yeah. gated crib. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. I locked the gates. Yeah. It's like, yo, you need a car to get through them gates, kid. You ain't finna just be leaving in and yeah, about nah, this it's house. Crazy. It's I need to know time. where you at. <laughs> I need to know, baby. Well, that's <laughs> different. That's what I'm saying. Nowadays, it's different. We know too much, too many documentaries about yeah. serial killers and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted much. to, uh, what you call before we, because we got to start wrapping up soon, but I didn't get to touch on mm -hmm. the concussions. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank when God you, you think that of, up. When you think of, when you think of, <laughs> The concussion. Shout out to John, producer there. Oh, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God we got that one in, John. Yeah. When we, when we touch on the concussions uh -huh. and you think about your concussions and you yeah. think about the dangers of football, mm -hmm. do you ever think about not letting your son play football? You know what I'm saying? I think you go through the ebbs and flows, and I think it is back to the uh, topic of you kind of figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, my son, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding, dog. Like, Love it. Loves it. Like, <laughs> it's in him. Football, like right now, I bet you if I FaceTimed him, he'd be holding a football right now. Or he and it's got to the point, on. Or something. Like he's on his fantasy football app. He playing Madden. He like, oh, yeah. this is 24-7 his life. whole yeah. life. And it's not because I push him there. Because like, I'm knows. not that. This like, is just, dad did it and he's just been exposed to it from the jump. It's just what he knows. And so now it's to the point where, again, when, I, when me and my brothers and them played, we felt like we wasn't going to be able to go to college unless we played football, right? And we know we needed to get to college. Mm -hmm. We know we needed to move up out the crib. And we know we needed to make a life. And college was going to help us do that. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the NFL, that was like icing on the cake. But it was like, bare minimum, 
we got to play to get school paid for. That's not going to be my kid's reality, right? And I knew that. And as we kind of go through it, it's like, okay, well, he's not going to have to make that decision. So I'm not going to push him in any direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, push him away because, you know, I talk, I love football. Football changed my family's life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for him, it's to the point now where he don't play tackle now. He's 10. But if I ever made the decision for him not, like, yo, you can't mm-hmm. play football. I honestly feel like it will affect our relationship as father and son for the rest of his life. You know what I'm saying? So that's a tough situation to be in. Not that I want to or don't want to. Um, but he is so in it. Like, my thing is always like, yo, you're going to have to get to a point where you're going to have to make this decision. All I can do is give you all the information that I now know that I didn't have as a kid or my brother didn't have or my dad didn't have. Now we have all the information and I'm going to be a parent and I'm going to do what's best in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Where I was playing football at seven. Um, you know, it's different. I'm like, you don't need to. Like, this is this is how you get skill. He plays flag and you... Like, flag football is huge and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. But honestly, it's me and my wife talk about it. Like, yo, it's probably going, he's probably going to get to an age where we're going to let him make the decision. And the, and the beauty of it is football players are born, they're not made, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, something you got to opt into when you get out there. You either going to opt in yeah. or you're going to opt out, Straight right? Up. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. But it's tough for every. Because we all love the game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's done so much for us. And if I could go back, I would do it again. You know what I mean? Changed my life. It was awesome. It was dope. I love yeah. the game of football. Yo. So your real opinion is, no. Yeah, he's like, he nah. like, yeah, my son playing. That's basically what he nah, just told man. y'all yeah, so like, many words. I don't know what y'all kids doing. My son's playing. My if I called my play son right tackle. now and said, like, my boys play, he would start tackle. crying on the phone. He yeah. would start crying on the phone. No, I, I feel it. I mean? But I, that's but I'm saying is that are you happy about that knowing what you've gone through health wise yeah. and all that? Are you is that a proud moment for you saying my son understands all this and he still wants to follow in my footsteps of playing in the league or not even my footsteps per se, but just wanting to do this, be a part of the same fraternity I was a part of. My son, I hope he subscribes to the fraternity that we talked about of like. Playing is not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And are these hands film? It's like, yo, you could be a, you could be the owner. You know what I mean? Nobody told me that when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not what I thought was possible. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff we on. You know what I'm right. saying? So I'm hoping that even if these moments, because we all want to be superheroes when we're a kid, we all want to play in the NBA, we all want to play in the NFL. It would be a travesty for him to think that's the end all be all of what he is as a as a person. You know, mm-hmm. my nephews all play. I got the nephews playing Division One football. Nephews in high school that got Division One offers. My cousins. I'm not kidding. Like, we are one of, like, many. you know, we are one of, like, we have, like, 25 Division One players in my family of football. We got, like, 10 NFL players. Like, this is the family business. Right. Yeah, for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we understand it. And, and we're born to be good at it. That's just the reality of, of where we are. That's not everybody's reality. You know what I mean? But it is for us, mm-hmm. you know? So now it's me trying to take it to a different level and hopefully my kids in the next generation get the benefit from that where, like I said, we didn't have a choice. They've got a choice. That's a win. Word. Yeah. That's a win within itself. For real. Helmet off for my guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a question we like to ask all our guests. Yeah, we ask, what are you improving on right now in your life? Or what do you mm. want to improve on right now in your life? Balance. Yeah. Um, I work too damn much. Yeah. That's and a common, that's a common thing. Yeah, yeah. I work way too much. But and do I you know. are you like a you like a spend the uh spend the night type worker? Like you just mm-hmm. work all day and all night, or you're one of those like mean workers who people just don't like dealing with because you're too busy? I think uh probably somewhere in between there. I wake up early, I go to bed late, and I do it all over again. I've been doing it for for years. And there's a downside to everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other things suffer when you have that kind. So I'm like, as I'm going, I'm trying to get better at balancing other things that don't involve me trying to achieve all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. I don't know. I think I gave up the balance. Yeah, you ain't with it no more? Um, You just You just settled into who you are? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I think uh, for a while, I damn near, like, put it on my wife because she mm-hmm. was doing the same thing where I felt like she's taking all these opportunities and doing this. And then mm-hmm. it's like you you look at all these negative things and then it's like, bro, there's a negative to everything. Mm. 
Yeah. And I'm looking at, I, when I see the positives, I'll just look at it like, you know what? The positives is better, bro. Like, yeah. working this hard, flying here, new opportunity here. It's like constantly uh, mm. feeling alive and feeling like it's something else to do. It's always another mission. And mm. your kids seeing that and like seeing it, like, I used to not want to take my kids everywhere and do all this, but it's like, nah, they need to see it. Yeah. Like, you need to see it. You need to see me gone for this long, and I come back, and I'm super happy to see you, and we go do this and do that, and then he's like, oh, daddy got to go to work, or, oh, mommy got to go here, so mm -hmm. y'all got to stay here for a little bit, and then you're going to meet me in L.A., and, like, mm -hmm. my kids are homeschooled, but Junie understands things, and I'm realizing it's going to help her. She's going to see getting money as I have to take my time and invest yeah. it somewhere and then I can create money. Right. Like there's a lot of people that don't get that because yeah. somebody spent a lot of time with them. They showed them a lot of love. Mm -hmm. But now you just know love in a room. You yeah. can sit at the crib all day and that's a great day. And it's like, bro, it's a two different sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like with me, I'm, I'm, I think I'm now cool with the, the workaholic shit. Yeah, I don't think I'm looking. It for really is a workaholic, on. though. It's not like a term. Like you really addicted to work. Real talk. That's I don't think I it's an issue a anymore. Bit. You don't think it's an issue? I think somebody asked my kids. They had to do something in their homeschool too. But somebody asked, like, "Oh, what is your, what does your dad do for fun?" And they all said, "In unison, work." And I'm like, "Damn," you know what I mean? Because that's not. It's not the answer you want to hear. It's not that you know what I'm saying. You're it's like, you're like, like, I'm a fun guy. Like, you know what, what I'm mean? talking about, bro. Like, like, what about what I'm talking about? I don't know. It made, me, it made me feel. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it was like, damn, I don't know if I like that answer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like that my kids look at me and they're like, yo, all you do is work. And they don't, they don't say it in a bad way. They're not saying it like, oh, uh -huh. you never do, because I play with them. They there all the time. I'm working from the crib most of the time. That's what I'm saying. You work with while within that. But it is like. They recognize the... They're going to get older the and they're going to be like, oh, there's certain things we didn't do because... This nigga was at work. This nigga was working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, what like, I'm, that's what I'm most scared of. Is and that's a scary place. Some so it's crazy like, shit happening and then, you know, like, my kid being like, yo, like, because you weren't there for me. Or them telling oh, me, like, type shit. you know, they got some weird life struggle and it's like, man, you weren't there for me. Or I tried to come to you and you was doing X, Y, Z. And it's yeah, just like, man. I think that's the balance, that. though. That's, that's the balance I'm trying to make sure I hit. The like, balance, but, the, but you have to also, because there comes a time that your kid just starts doing their own shit. Mm -hmm. Like, they just, they don't want to hang with their That's their why you want to get it in with but them. But I'm now. saying, no, no, I'm saying that that, that, that time, that when they say it, the balance is never oh, I need to work less. It's when your kid comes to you while you're working that you say, no, I have time for you. Mm -hmm. That's the, I think that's the only balance. But essentially, that that's need. working less because you got to stop what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, but you're not stopping the, the work. But you technically are, especially if you no, got saying, young kids. It, but you gotta, you're not clocking in. If you're a workaholic, he's saying work all day like this is end of the work day and you're still at it because you're just developing an idea or you're doing this. That's extracurricular, really. That's your extracurricular. Not thing. for him because that's his business. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's at the head of the business. That's he can't, tough. Yeah, not, he can't do that. The thing about it is there's always something. So yeah. if, there's a, if an hour what he, frees up... I know up, what he's saying. What I'm saying is when you know you're supposed to be asleep and you just still working, like you still got to sleep, my nigga. Right, but that's the that's thing. That's the balance I gotta take, get better that's what, at. No, that's what I'm he, saying. I'm, I'm saying, saying he's saying he doesn't even have that wherewithal because he's so into the work. So he doesn't even notice that, man, I done worked all night. I'll sleep. I <laughs> Like when I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about, sleep. I can't even sleep because yeah. it's like the whole night I'm thinking about, yo, I got to make sure I get this. Mm -hmm. I got to write this copy. I get these approvals. I got to mm. do this. That's more of a, but see, that's. But I'm saying the balance is not not doing that. The balance is making sure your kids understand what's on your mind and being mm -hmm. like, hey, if you do need to make, if we need to make this left, I can put y'all on my mind. Like, if I could focus this hard on this idea, you think I can't focus on my kids? Like, all y'all got to do is tell me y'all need me. I'm, I'm near. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying that's the balance nah, if sure. we have enough. And that's my kids got that. I don't want to act like I'm. No, because I'm, I'm doing it do for the them. You know shit. what I'm saying? Me and my wife do the same shit where we really will feel bad. Like, I feel cheap. Like, Tia be like, yo, we haven't. I was gone for two days, but you was gone them. You've been gone a week doing your woo woo. Mm -hmm. I was gone these two days, but I'm not going to be able to come back like I was supposed to come back. So I feel like the kids have gone too many days without both parents there. And mm -hmm. we like, you know, yeah, we panicking yeah. like, damn, we working too. We doing it again. Like, we working yeah. too much. And 
it just gets to the point where you got to have that open dialogue and a, a communication with your kid. Like, it's it, lucky for us, Junie's so much older now. Yeah. And she just want to be grown so bad. Yeah. But she just be on the FaceTime just like, yeah, okay, yeah. so what's the job have to do today? And it's like, right. at least she knows yeah, the yeah. route. Like, he has to do this. Mm -hmm. Mommy has See, to do got, this. Yeah, you dealing with understanding. Like, yeah, my yeah. kids don't understand. Like, I can't, I'm, I can't explain. I, I'm just saying I get right. in trouble for it too. Like, she still does this. Dad. Now, you was working all day. Right. I, yep. I want to go to the park. Mm -hmm. But she does that because she's like, no, nah, like, dude, I gave you ample amount of time. If you ain't right. get that job done, then that's it, all It you. ain't going to get job. We got to do what we got to do. Exactly. Yeah. And nah, that, that's, that's that, that balance just, because I love that the balance usually comes with just a conversation with somebody. Like, mm -hmm. it comes with a podcast conversation. Yeah, no, not uh, uninterrupted. Still got to do it. <laughs> Every show, man, we tap in with the fans on social media to ask some of their burning questions that they don't get to ask. Ari, what we got today? This listener question comes from IG. NK Brooker 83. They want to know, Hawk, which teammates or coaches or mentors do you credit most of your success in your career to? Mm, teammates, coaches, or mentors? Um, uh, my older brother, Artrell, who kind of gave me the blueprint. I would love to say I'm smart enough to figure all this out, but I, he got to live my life 10 years ahead of me so I can just see, oh, do this, don't do that, do this. So he really gave me the game. Um, and then on the career side, like I said, probably Mav, Mav Carter, just because mm -hmm. you know, he opened the doors up and was like, and that's, that's not easy either. Like people don't just give you the opportunity to mm -hmm. like, yo, come in and this is this is how we rocking over this side. And it's, let you do it the way you want And let you to. do it. It's like, yo, I think you have an expertise here because it on paper it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, yeah, nah, you got something. And he allowed me to kind of come in and kind of learn the ropes and do my thing. And I mean, no, I'm not even just saying that. Like it put me in the position I'm in today. I wouldn't be here, like in this spot with my company, if it wasn't for Mav opening them doors for me that way. Shout out to Mav, man. Yeah. Shout out, Mav. Same question for you, Iman. Which mentors, coaches, or teammates do you credit your success to the most? I'd say, uh one gotta be Woody. I mean, Woody, Woody definitely, I that was one of the only people that I felt like uh because I didn't, I wasn't all the way. I, I wanted to play point guard. If Woody would have left me a point guard, and literally, if they'd have really let me just figure out a position and say, this is how we need you to play, and you could play like this for four years, like, if I would have got that from anybody, I would have just been happy. But I never in, ended up getting that. But Woody was definitely one of the only people that I felt like, I, well, I'm not one of the only, one of the only other pro coaches that could deal with my mental. Mm -hmm. I felt like he had a really good way of communicating to me and challenging me and understanding how to, like, how to bring the dog out. You know what I'm saying? Like, understanding, like, nah, like, I may not be able to yell at everybody else, but in the game, I could challenge you mind and say, that mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, he better not score no more. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear, like, I don't want to hear nothing else. Then you ain't got no more responsibility. Just don't let dude score no more. Like, mm. he knew how to do that to me and make it like, if dude kill us today, it's because Iman didn't feel like hooping today. Yeah. Like, cause we ain't yeah. had a problem out of him yet. So, Iman, do you feel like hooping today? Like, he'll make it like that. And it's like, I love that type of challenge where it's like, nah, dog, do it's your job. You. Yeah, it's on me, bro. Yeah. Like, and yeah. if I fuck up, shut up and practice and go hard, bro. Just yeah. shut up. Cause you ain't do shit today. Like, we gave you your moment. You ain't do shit. Like, I always love that. So I say Woody for that. And then player-wise, Melo and um, Jason Kidd. Mm. Melo was just that he had me under his wing when I first got in the league. So financially, he had those conversations with me. Yeah. Uh, understanding uh, the business side, understanding, like, he walked me through what happened to him when he got in the fight uh, when they was uh, in the garden, when he was playing for the Nuggets. Like, mm. he just broke down so many different situations and made, to me, Melo was just a basketball player. Like, right. I never really dove into his interviews or anything. Like, I didn't know him like that. I just yeah. knew he could hoop. And it was like, that was my first time of saying, damn, he's making me. Like, he like, no, you coming to the gym early with me. And I'm thinking it's just like rookie duty shit. Like, whatever. Right, right, right. But he was developing my mind saying, no, we get here early. You get in the cold tub. Mm. You do this with your body. Like, I'm on year, what, what was Melo on? Like, year eight, mm. nine, when I right. first, first got there. I can't remember. What was he on eight? Yeah, year eight. Mm -hmm. So he's like teaching me. You gotta have a routine. You gotta take yep. care of your body. Mm -hmm. We don't eat there no more. Like, yeah, that's quick. But just wake up an hour earlier so we can get down and get some quality breakfast in you. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Nah, like, real, man. like you need to get here and shoot this many shots before. Like I'm on year eight and I get here at this time shooting mm. my shots before I lay on the table and get my body taken care of and like just understanding how to be a professional. So yeah. it was like Mello. Yeah, like Mello and Jason Kidd preached that to me and was like, Mello was just the most hands-on and like, dog, you gonna do what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, because I said so. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, I don't choice. Wanna, yeah. yeah, like everybody else get a, you don't really get a choice, bro. Like right. you're coming to the gym and luckily I like to come to the gym early. Right, so right, right. I, I wasn't tripping. But I always appreciated people that were willing to have that conversation because it's easy to be like, hey man, hold your follow through. Yeah. But it's like life shit, like not every player, and I'm sure you learned that in the league, mm -hmm. like not all the older guys are going to give nah. you the game of life. They're Opposite. not going to talk. Yeah. They'll, it's competitive. Yeah, they'll keep it a secret yeah. from you. So your mental fucked up one day and they don't teach you how to be a grown-up. That's it. Like, That's it. He was into that. Jason Kidd was into that. Rasheed Wiles was into that. I'm actually, I was fortunate for wherever did you, I did played. You, did you return that? Ron was very communal. Yeah. Like when I went to Sacramento, they sang my praise and I literally told everybody every time they interviewed me, I'm like, bro, I'm not doing nothing. That I didn't see. They're to they told me this. Yeah. It's my job to get like, because I came to Sacramento to play with them young guys, it's my job to now you got to play with Jason Kidd, Rasheed Wallace. I'm giving you every jewel they ever gave me. I'm giving it, mm -hmm. I'm giving it to y'all times 10. I'm just throwing it out there. Every little thing they said. Because yeah. it's like, that's what makes our league grow. Like, that's what it is. That's why I be sick that it ain't veterans everywhere. Right, right, right. Because it's like, this is what we needed for. To push lose. that knowledge. Yeah, you push that knowledge. You push that 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 ability to say this is how you shape a team this is how good habits happen this is how good men represent the league you know what yeah. i'm saying like you got to keep pushing that thing so yeah i i definitely would say mellow mellow at the head of that and mike woodson as a coach that's dope for sure all right right before we wrap up before we let you go hawk mm -hmm. what you want to promo man Man, get your do your drops. Get your with all these drops. Yeah, do your drops. drops. I'm with it. NFL Pro Era. Go buy that. Yeah, you dropped a bomb on them. Oculus Quest 2. It's <laughs> VR. All of that. The first NFL VR game ever. Wow. It's the number one selling VR video game in the last two weeks and running. You hit. Over 100 million views on people playing the game Jeez. online. So it's gone. Are oh, you viral? All, yeah, we all out the mm -hmm. trunk. With he the viral right Man, now. He's the only no one. Budgies, okay. No, we we masterpiece selling it out the trunk. So okay. it's moving. No we'll limit. Buy that. No, no limit. limit. Before we wrap the show, we like to have our biggest takeaways from the conversation. Ari, go and share your biggest takeaway from the day. My biggest takeaway was Hawk taking every opportunity and making the best of it. You know, just trying to put plans in place in order to get to the next level, whether that was football or what he was going to do after football. It was really impressive to hear that he was doing that at such a young age. Iman, what about you? What was your biggest takeaway? I'd say my biggest takeaway of the day, perspective. I had a certain perspective on social injustice and how it should be handled. So just you know, hearing his perspective in the social injustice, understanding that it's even deeper than two sides to every story. There's a lot of different moving parts that can alter a decision for everybody. Uh, you know, and everything can't just be a consensus and as clean cut as I want it to be in my head. Yeah, man, it's always good to, you know, get another perspective of somebody who's going through the same thing you were going through at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I always hated uh, the negative outlook on the word opportunist and i thought it was cool that we got to put a face with the name so to speak as always thank you for rocking with us on iman amongst men i am your host iman shumpert and i'm ari shumpert make sure you go rate comment and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and to watch the full video episode head over to uninterrupted youtube channel every monday after the show drops and click subscribe until next time we are